0: good, what
1: do you think? She's from there.
0: He's from here.
1: Hanging together. We
0: make quite a pair.
1: She's left-handed.
0: He's right-handed. Surely, Surely not to, not to be, disbanded. be disbanded. We are the Mighty Mounties.
1: With Josh. Ozzy.
0: And Michelle Christine.
1: Hello Barry. Yes, we're here with <laughs> another episode.
0: Who's Barry?
1: Well, sh- come on. It's a podcast <laughs> thing. Can't, can't say.
0: Okay. Well, um, this is the third podcast from Cyprus, and we're getting on a bit of a roll here, which is good, finding our rhythm.
1: Good, yeah. And uh, we wanted to share this episode because we had a wonderful adventure in Cyprus. And uh, I know before we, was, we were sharing some of the pitfalls of coming to Northern Cyprus, but whenever there's a dark tunnel, there's always an adventure climbing through that tunnel.
0: And so we went on a hike today, and we decided to go off the beaten path a little bit, and we, so we wore, like two days ago, I think we wore just our shorts, and so when we got to some of the more dense foliage, we turned around and stuck to the roads, but today, when there was some dense foliage, we just decided to plow right through it, and uh, soon discovered about halfway up that there was a ton of incredibly uh, thorny bushes that were coming at us from all directions.
1: It was like a massive green prickly bush with spiky, horrible spiky needles, uh, like thorns. They're horrible. And even when it had died, it it didn't give up its thorniness. It just became thornier. <laughs> so you just get white versions of these mothers everywhere and it was just a nightmare and we're trying to scale like a a hillside which has a vertical incline at the top and you just got all these bushes in the way and we got halfway up and you get to that point where you look back down past all the other thorny bushes you got past and you're like there's no going back down now
0: no because we kept thinking that there might be a road at the top because there's some nice houses kind of near the top of the hill but i don't I think there was just, like, a, a road... Well, we, we later discovered there was kind of a road, like a dirt road that we could have walked up that would have been much less treacherous. But it was kind of funny because, like, there was a point where um, the two Like, there was thorns on the left side and the right side. So then I tried to, like, go first and, like, kick down one of them. But then it was still, like, right in my face. And I was like, Josh, go behind me. But then he couldn't fit behind me and, like, miss the one on the right. or He would have just pushed my face into the one on my left. And so you know, he kicked it down from behind me and then I kind of like jumped through and, um, and then he was stuck, unfortunately, to get through that area on his own. <laughs> so I did take off my sweater and throw it to him and he tried to like use it as a protective measure, but, um, it got a bit, a bit intense. I mean, you have a lot of red marks all over your chest right now.
1: Yeah. And a few welts. I don't know whether mosquito bites or just from the thorny bushes. I think it's from the thorny bushes. It's- Because in that situation where you jumped through, you were safe. And even then, you kind of went out just at the very end because it's the thing, right? There was another bush. And then I had to get through without someone holding the big bush (laughs) in the way. So now (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. Oh,
0: man. Yeah, I mean, it was fun though. I had a really good time cuz I mean, we've mentioned this before, we spent a lot of time in this room, a lot of time looking at excel sheets and just trying to learn about business and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we we have quite a quite a a, a monotonous and, and kind of day-to-day routine of this apartment. And so today was like definitely like the biggest adventure I think we've had so far. It was a really sunny day, a beautiful day, and then when we finally got and scaled the little hill uh There was the the dirt road that took us kind of a little bit to the very top, and it was a beautiful, spectacular view, and it was like, I didn't realize how beautiful it was just kind of in that little, I don't know if it was called like a valley or what that was, but it was kind of like an inlet like, I don't know what, like, what do you call that when it's just kind of like a, like a forest, but then it's separated by almost like what could have been water, but is like empty of water now, and then they have like a good view of like the trees and the sea. I don't know what you'd call that area. Uh, Narnia. <laughs> yeah, or you, you, what do you call it? The Lost City in the Sun or something?
1: We looked down and we saw a city, and that was the Lost City of the Sun.
0: Yeah, the Lost City of the Sun.
1: So, yeah, if anybody knows that reference, uh, old school cartoon. Uh, very good cartoon. Anyway, um, I would say that was the most enjoyable adventure because we had the sun and we had a nice view. Yeah. But I think we had a bit of an adventure just getting here because... Um, we had to we had to get our car sorted yeah from some ladies who were like pretty phenomenal really
0: well the, so the story of the car is like we're in northern cyprus we uh landed in southern cyprus i think it's called like larnaca or something like that bless you and um the really cheap flights with easyjet i think for both of us return it was like 180 pounds which is pretty darn good um from london to here and back and anyway And so I was on Google late one night trying to find a deal for the rental car and I was like just searching and searching and searching because I was like oh 35 days is a long time I really want to be able to find a deal and then on Travelocity I found like a really really cheap car for 35 days it was less than 200 pounds which is pretty incredible because my sister's in Los Angeles right now and she uh, was renting a car a van in Los Angeles and she's like yeah I mean it wasn't too bad it was like $700 for the week and I was like oh wow seven. Hundred dollars for one week. We're getting this car for um 35 days for less than 200 pounds, and so uh, we we land. And you know, Josh isn't the biggest fan of flying, nor am I, but maybe him to a little bit of a lesser extent because he doesn't do it as often. So he had the Mario going on the 3DS, and that was a lot of fun. And I actually fell asleep a little bit, which was always great. And then we get to the airport, we find the Eurostar people, and they were like, hey, do you... Europa car. Europa car. And uh, they're like, oh, you know, do you want this uh, better car? And let's see what we can do. And then the other woman comes up and is like, oh, you know, we can't do it for any less than that.
1: Shaking her head.
0: Yeah. And they said just to upgrade it would have been 250 euros. Just for the upgrade. It would have been more expensive than the car for 35 days. And I was like, oh, no, no. They're like, oh, you still want the helicopter car? Remember they kept calling it the helicopter car? Was that what they were calling it?
1: Because it gets you out of a jam.
0: Well, I don't mind. It sounds it actually sounds pretty cool if it's like a helicopter car. Um, anyway, and then it turns out, and it's kind of funny because initially I had rented like the cheapest car they had, which was a Kia Picante, I think it's called. And the people in front of us got a Kia Picante, and so they hand them the keys and gave them the Kia Picante or whatever. And so we were like next up, and what I realized quickly is I was never going to take the upgrade, but they had run out of Kia Picantes. So, after us saying no, suddenly, a nicer Kia Rio was made available at no extra charge. So that was pretty dope. Um, But it is a stick shift, a manual, for anyone else who doesn't know what a stick shift is. Five speed. And... I can drive a stick shift, but I've only ever driven stick shifts on cars that are... What do you, what do you call them? Just left-hand drive? Sure. I don't know if that's why you could... Maybe
1: right-hand drive.
0: Right-hand drive? He's a left, like, left but I'm, stick. But I'm on the right hand... I'm in like oh, the okay. right side of the car now, do you so, know?
1: So left-hands.
0: Yeah, I think it must okay. be left-hand drive. Or, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. so I'm used to North American stick shifts. I change it with my right hand, and uh, so it's flipped for here, and it's fine, I, I did it just fine, but it's just kinda, you know, it's late at night, um, we're in a place we've never driven before, roads we've never driven before, I'm driving a style of car I've never driven before, um, Josh gets into the car and he's the navigator, but, um, unfortunately, um, his, uh, charger for, um, his, like, a power bank is not working, so he gets in the car, and I only have maybe, like, 15% battery life left by this time, so, uh, he he tries to get that to work. It's not working. And, you know, I have the, the GPS on to get us to the uh, Airbnb, which is about an hour away, give or take. And then she's talking just fine, you know, you know, in 500 meters. Turn right. And f- great. But then I'm driving on the highway for a while. And then I'm like, hey, like, I haven't heard talk in a while. And then Josh is like, oh, no, we have to, like, get off the highway and, you know, go a different direction. Oh, no, no, no.
1: So, so the reason for this, right, is so... Because the charger's is not working, it's pitch black and I'm trying to find a cable. I think it's the cables that aren't working. So I've got lots of cables and I'm trying lots of different cables and, you know, trying to be the navigator. But then you, you realize that there's going to be USB in the car. So you're like, oh, and I don't know this. You know, I'm like, so then you turn the light or oh, I turn the light on looking around. I can't see it. And then instantly you just see it because you're a good driver. You know, <laughs> good at this stuff. and You just plug it in. So now the phone is charging and it's like, oh, it's great. Yeah. But now the woman stops talking.
0: Right. But we didn't realize that at first. Well, yeah. Yeah. So we didn't know. So we just assumed she was going to talk to us and she stopped talking to us. And then we're like, why is she not talking to us? And then I look at the phone and then I see it says like uh, that it's attached to like the, the Bluetooth or the uh, the car. So basically what happened was because we were charging it with the car, it audio connected to the car and we weren't listening to whatever audio track it was on so we didn't realize we were missing some turns so we uh we were able to fix that pull over get our bearings or whatever and then it was much smoother ride after that but
1: we had to go around two roundabouts unnecessarily, and there was times when you know I kind of knew it was going to be a left but I just felt you were going so fast I couldn't actually say yeah definitely it's left because I was concerned at that time of you, you had been awake all night the night before before we went on the flight and mm-hmm. you only got like a less than an hour of sleep and then you're driving like a rally car driver and <laughs> it's dark
0: because
1: you just want to get home yeah and uh, and I'm just like oh gosh you know so it was a bit a bit of an adventure but it then was. then we started to find a way. And uh, the lady directed us and it was fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I think overall, given all the circumstances, we we handled the situation quite well. Um, we got to the apartment and that's, yeah, we, when we did the border crossing, that was the last time Josh saw his passport, unfortunately, and we still haven't been able to find it. So we think what's going to have to happen is um, getting one of those emergency travel documents from the embassy and and do you know exactly what you have to do for that? Like, do we have to drive there? Like, what's the what do we have to do?
1: So I have to find a contactable number, and then they're going to phone me to say whether I need an interview or not.
0: Oh, interesting. So
1: if you need an interview, then you just go. That's when he's talk to you, or they be like, "Oh no, it's fine. They're just going to send it."
0: Yeah, but the problem is this. Um, this development doesn't have a proper mailing address. So I tried to get a visa card mailed here and it just never arrived. And so I'm like, definitely, we don't want to send anything important. And maybe it's a good thing. Like, yeah, it would have been nice to get that visa card, but it's not nearly as important as this travel document thingy. So at least we, we tried it once to get something delivered here with something that was quasi important that I can just cancel now. And then we know we just cannot get your your emergency travel document sent here. It's like a black pit of death getting it mailed here. So potentially going to the post office here in Alsenac or Al Kensac, whatever it's called, and then uh, <laughs> just making sure that the post office can re- retrieve it, and then leave them. I don't know our Facebook information. I don't. I don't. We'll just say we'll call them every day, and then they can just say yes once it's come in or something.
1: Yeah, that sounds fair. But we'll see. Or a neighbor. Neighbor.
0: A neighbor would be ideal.
1: Yeah, and the neighbor, how are friendly to you.
0: Yeah, but it just depends if they have an address that's that's viable. Like, might oh, have to
1: just go to the embassy. It might be easiest.
0: The only problem is, I don't know if we're going to ask for your passport when we go across that crossing. Yes,
1: yeah, so it's a bit of a catch-22. It
0: is, yeah. Because I think they will. Wow. Well. Yeah, that's why I'm like a bit nervous to, to go to Nicosia. Because it's in... You know, the southern part of Cyprus.
1: We should definitely locate the post office then. It's another adventure.
0: Yeah, yeah, another adventure. Yeah, well, we have to get some bread today so we could always just drive and get the bread and then just go on to the post office. Um, Yeah, because the one downside about driving here, and we might have mentioned this a bit earlier, is there's, like, one main road that's pretty hectic. And, and yeah, making lefts and rights onto it. Well, mainly, like, it's funny because... I grew up where lefts were the harder turn, not rights. But then when you flip it, this is like the UK, so the rights are the difficult turn. But it's a, yeah, it's a bit hectic trying to do that. So we've just enjoyed walking because it's only about 15 minutes and the weather's really nice. So it's been like our exercise is like exercise, get some milk, bread, eggs, then come back. And then if we have to get water, we get the big jugs of water, which we finally figured out how to get the cheapest one. If we first came and maybe got what, like a four liter or something, and then it was like maybe a 6 liter and then an 8 liter and then it jumped to like 15 liters. And now we have this epic 19 liter one that's like um, refillable. So you just take back your empty one and then your new one costs like so little. Well, how much did it cost?
1: 1.50. Yeah. 1. twenty five. Oh, wow. It's for the water. Yeah, I guess for the jug is more, more expensive.
0: Yeah, because the first time I got it was 20 Turkish money, whatever that is. and then, um, And then, yeah, now it's like so cheap. And so we're so. we're on that train, and just took us a few, it took about like a week to to figure out how to get the cheapest water. But that's not the worst.
1: Yeah. So um, I don't know if you've had any other adventures, but I remember when me and my family, I don't know, we we would always go around the UK for like holidays, and you know we'd try to find things to do, and um, we saw this big hill. So we said, "Oh, we're going to climb this hill and like have the picnic on the top." You know, it'd be nice. Mm. So we're climbing up this hill, and then it's just it's getting really like the incline's really really tight, really high. So we're like, "Oh gosh!" So we're having to get on our on our um, all fours on knees, use, use hands, get up. And my mum had uh, postcards for my aunt, and uh, it was windy, <laughs> and she let go. Uh, And it just went off And it was like Oh no Like don't Don't look at the cards Like focus on the hill (laughs) We're climbing up Crawling ourselves up Right We finally get to the top Like oh And then we just see All these people Like how the hell Did they get up here And uh, And then when we turn back To look at the view There's a sign That says uh, You know sheer drop Don't go near Like no climbing allowed Like all this stuff (laughs) And 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 the good part of the story is that my aunt did receive the postcard because someone found it and posted it.
0: Oh, what! That's an incredible story.
1: Because it had um it had the stamps on it.
0: Oh wow, wow, that's cool. So she had like these ready finished things that she decided to take with her on the hike, which was interesting. Not leave them in the
1: well. She always like um she always have the the stamps ready, so she put the stamps on the postcard even before she's written them. So.
0: Oh, so had she written anything yet? Or yeah, not? yeah. Okay, but why did she take it with her on the hike? I don't know. Yeah, I just probably would have left them in like the boot of the car or like the glove box or something.
1: Yeah, it is a bit odd.
0: But maybe she thought that she'd be inspired from the hike and like add a couple more sentences at the top or <laughs> yeah. something. Like we're just eating at the top of this hill. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah.
1: ask her. I should ask her that. But yeah, um, that was one family adventure we had. Did you have anything like this?
0: Trying to think what crazy shit my family got up to. Because we definitely got up to some crazy shit. Um, I'm just trying to think if anything like comes to mind. Like, I,
1: I, I thought of one time when we went to holiday in Mallorca. I know you've probably heard the story before. But um it was probably the second abroad holiday I'd been to. <laughs> and um me and dad we were waiting for the for the ladies mm-hmm. 'cause my sister and my mom. So we were in the foyer. And this elevator comes and opens the door right next to us, and um, and we were gonna go, so we were gonna go down to the foyer, so we're we'll getting the lift to go down to the foyer, right? And this the lift opens, and then there's just a lilo there, and I've never had lilo. I don't
0: alien. know what lilo is.
1: Lilo is like a big inflatable th- bed that you lie, jump on in a swimming pool.
0: Oh, okay.
1: What do you call that? I don't know. An airbed.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: But it's in the water.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you call that, an inflatable bed for the water. I <laughs> that seems really long-winded. Maybe, Would you... people, maybe people call it lilos, yeah. but I've just never heard of it before.
1: You can call it lilo.
0: Lilo. Okay, yeah. so we see a lilo.
1: So we see it, and, uh, you know, there's lots of these places that sell them on the street. And uh, we're just thinking, wow, this must be one from the hotel. So we grab it, and we... <laughs> and ecstatic we run down the corridor and then we're like banging the door to mum and my sister like look what we found look what we found <laughs> we found a lilo <laughs> and my my sister was is very was very young she just went crazy like uh she explodes she loves the the swimming pool loves to swim so we then had a week, and it was at the beginning of a holiday. That's oh, the most wow. amazing thing. It was right at the beginning oh, of a holiday. Wow. Maybe the hotel planned it because oh, they had loads of them. Oh. so uh,
0: so you, could you rent them? Like or what?
1: No, it? no. You'd be a, like they sell them.
0: Oh, sell to them. people. But oh, okay.
1: Maybe they were like, just, oh, we'll just put it in the light, see who gets it. Yeah,
0: maybe. That sounds freaking epic. That's really
1: good, yeah.
0: And it's nice that your family was just like, let's take this and use this. There's a lot of families that would be like, leave it here or let's return it. But they were like, no, 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 this is too good to be true. We are getting in on that now that's funny yeah I'm trying to think like I have a my problem is I have like this really terrible like m- long term memory for my childhood and I'm sure if like my brother or sister would hear they would like be able to like rattle off like 10 stories of some crazy stuff we got up to um when we were kids but I do remember one time my sister so we went to Scotland and to visit my family and uh and my sister and brother were like, oh, we're just going to take like the shortcut home. And I was just like, uh, oh, I'm not feeling it. I'm just going to stay with mom and dad. And then the, we get back to my aunt's place, my mother's aunt, so my great aunt. Where and is this? this in Edinburgh? In Edinburgh, yeah. Okay. And I was maybe like 12 or something. Anyway, and so and we're like, where's Catherine and David? What the heck? And um, a, a lot of times in the UK, they have like streets where it's just like, Glen Close Street and then Glen Close Court next to Glen Close Road. And you're like, why did they name all of these things the same with only just the. Fa-? So they knew it was like Glen Close Something. Road or whatever. I'm not saying the names right, but you get the gist And then they were just going around in circles because they just like were totally lost. And then we had to go like try to find them and it was really stressful because my parents were obviously freaking out because, like, you know. Two of their three kids are gone, not just one, two. At least they had each other. And at least my sister mm. has a fairly decent head on her shoulders, but a, not a great sense of direction, clearly. But, yeah, and uh, so that was definitely one of the more stressful events, is, like, losing two siblings. But it's Edinburgh, Scotland, in the suburbs, you know. what? will be fine. Yeah, what's really going to happen?
1: Oh, um, we Well, I almost lost my sister in Debenhams. I think you know the story, but we... Uh, We'd gone there, and Dad was getting his glasses sorted, and Mum had told me, oh, you have to look after your sister. And she's, like, you know, younger than me by five years, so I'm just like, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> so she was five at the time, and I was like, OK, let's play hide-and-seek. So she went off and she hid, and I was like, oh, this is great. I'm on my own. Anyway, um, there was a point where my mum just turned around In white state of panic, and said, "Where's your sister?" And I said, "I don't know." Oh
0: my god! How old were you? I was like ten. Okay, and so she was five. Yeah. Okay.
1: So she's tiny. Yeah. She's literally tiny. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, "Oh, we're playing hide and seek, but I can't find her." She's like, "What? You can't find her?" So then uh, she tells dad, and it literally must have been five hours of running around this, you know, Dubliners is massive in London. Like just going up and down every floor looking. And do and, you tell
0: like the workers?
1: Yeah. Okay, and like good. people are looking for her. Like, there's an announcement being made. Oh, oh, my oh can God. she come to the front desk? She's a little girl. Like, uh, anyway, they're like closing up and, uh, it's getting like, it's gotten dark outside now. And, uh, finally my dad appears and he's got this bundle on his, on his shoulder and it's her. She's fallen asleep underneath a pile of rugs. Good hiding place.
0: Yeah, great hiding place. So,
1: yeah, you know, that's the day I he lost my sister.
0: So, so he didn't even wake her up? He just picked her up while she was sleeping?
1: Yeah, it's been that's a long, very long
0: gentle. day. That's very gentle. And I guess, like, were they too tired to be furious at you? Like, or It was too
1: had... shocking to get angry at anyone.
0: Right, okay. They must have been just freaking out. I can't even imagine. <laughs> now I've been just horrible, just horrible.
1: Never put a five-year-old
0: in the care it, of a ten-year-old. It, yeah. Oh boy. Well, at least there's a good end to that story. And then I got—was it like a silent ride back, back home? Or yeah,
1: my sister was asleep. It was a good. Yeah. I thought I'd done really well because I got made her sleep.
0: Mm. Oh man. <laughs> That's nuts. Well, that's a great story. Again, I don't know if I can top these stories. These are great, Josh, growing up stories. Um, like, I do, the only thing I can really think of right now that comes to mind is that when I was um, in high school, uh, probably like early in high school, I got fairly good grades. So my mom decided to take me to Florida a bit earlier than my other siblings and my dad which i mean in hindsight it's like a bit of a dick move but we went to this it's a reward yeah it was a reward you're right and so we went to this place called discovery cove and it was really fun um so they had this like man-made uh water thing where you could snorkel and then see tropical fish and then they had some big manta rays at the bottom which i mean i could have done without because they scared the absolute hell (laughs) out of me um and then they did have sharks in there too but they had the sharks behind, like, uh, like glass, so you could see them, but then you didn't have to actually swim with them, which was great, because um, sharks are something that's very scary. And then I always vowed that I was going to learn how to scuba dive uh, so that I could scuba dive the Great Barrier Reef, right, in yeah. Australia. So I did make it to Australia, and I did finish my scuba certification, and um But when I first started my scuba certification in Los Angeles with the Groupon, I was so bad. Like, have you scuba-dived ever, or...?
1: Uh, No, I've only ever... Done snorkeling
0: okay yeah so scuba diving like I like they moved really quick and I'm a bit of a slow learner when it comes to things so like everyone puts on their gear and I just thought that they would like let us just like swim along the pool and just kind of get your bearings you know what I mean like with the equipment on just like near the top you know so you're like get used to the breathing and whatever and just not be too deep and but they're, no, they're just, they had these, because it was a group on, they just had massive groups of people, and they're like, all right, you got your gear on, let's go to the deep end and go right to the bottom. And I was just like, that's, like, just too fast for me, so I, I can't do it. Like, I just start, like... And being like, no, 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 I want to go back up. I want to go back up. And then eventually I got put with, like, the remedial group of people, which was totally fair. I was 100% remedial. And then eventually I just got put with one person. And then me and him had to sit at the bottom of the thing. And we had to hold hands for, like, so long so I could feel comfortable. Because you have to, like, take off your mask. You have to, like, move it around. Like, you got to take out your thing from your your breathing apparatus. And, like, you know, just do things like, oh, the thing fell out. Or your mask fell off. Because they don't want this to happen in the ocean. And then you absolutely lose your mind to die right so they want you to do this in the pool anyway and then we went to to rottenest island um or not rottenest island we went to um Catalina island in, in LA to finish And it was just so... They just had, like, a storm, so they couldn't finish it with everyone. And then um, I think I was one of the few people that actually went to Australia and then completed the scuba certification. Because, yeah, my partner at the time did not finish it. He just did, you know, half of it, so he's not, like, certified to do open water. And then even though I was, like, I'm usually, like, the worst student ever, and then somehow I just dig deep and, um, and, and finish it off, but... I think I guess the more of that story is like I almost got so scared I didn't complete it like you I think you just have to learn things gradually. I I don't know, I'm a gradual learner. I don't know about you, but and like it almost freaked me out so much that I didn't enjoy scuba diving starting off like so quickly.
1: Yeah, I think um the key and I've learned this from watching many a survivor award when you get something that other people don't get. So, like, when your siblings came later to to see you in Florida, yeah, you just have to downplay the reward. Like, just like in Survivor, when they get a reward and then they come back from it and they're like, "Oh, whoa, how was it?" Like, ah, it wasn't that good. You know, uh, we've just been starving for like twenty three days and we just had like all the burgers with all the trimmings. Yeah. But we're not going to tell you that. It's yeah. just like, ah, it wasn't great. Right. You know, you can't you can't big it up. You gotta be like downplay it. That's a good life philosophy, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't think I gloated too much when my my siblings came, but I did get a cool globe, like a Discovery Cove globe, like one oh. of those ones that have water and you can shake it up. Like I don't usually get like gifts like that, but it was just like the one My little... brother liked that. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he'd like the globes. He <laughs> liked more the amiibos. That's what he's addicted oh. to buying. Amiibos are like the Nintendo things that um, they're just like little figurines. So there's like ones of like Zelda or Donkey Kong or ev- any Nintendo game you could possibly imagine. There's amiibos of it. Mario, of course. That's good. Yeah, but he's got like the house is a museum, basically. A, a love letter to video game memorabilia, which, I mean, maybe one day he can just turn the house into a museum and yeah. then like try to make some coin off that. Sounds great. It does. It does sound like a business opportunity.
1: Just it's in Canada?
0: Unfortunately, yeah, it's in mm. in a very small town in Canada, which makes it more difficult. Damn. Population of maybe 20,000. Jeez. I know. So it's not going to be a huge hit, but <laughs> and everyone in Lindsay like moves away. It's kind of like a retirement community. Well, like when the department store that sold wool um got bought over by a different department store and then they stopped selling wool. All of the old ladies went crazy. They're like, we're never shopping here again. Like, it was like they didn't know their market. And so that department store ended up going bankrupt because they bought out all these, like, Canadian, this huge Canadian chain called Zellers. And it was Target. Target bought it, right? And then Target came and spent, like, a billion or $2 billion on this acquisition of all the Zellers, like, 237 stores. But it was too much for them to manage. So they had a lot of of holes in their inventory. Like sometimes their shelves would be half empty. And, you know, you go to a shop and they don't have all the things that you're used to buying and then you just very quickly go to Walmart or you go somewhere else. And so they came. They just had too much. They didn't manage it well. And then after about three years, they just went bankrupt. It was just, they just lost a ton of money coming to Canada.
1: They came, they failed, they got conquered.
0: Yeah, they got absolutely conquered. But I think what they do is they created a different company called like... Target Canada Limited, so then that bankruptcy didn't even affect actual Target, who would have had the money to pay off their creditors, just so that they could burn all the creditors, you know, as companies often do. It's just like, <laughs> let's just, I mean, it's, it's how business works a lot in America. It's just like, what's the term? It's like, g- get rid of the liabilities or, or just pass the buck or I don't know what's the right term for it, but just like as much as possible have businesses, their own entity so that when they fail, they don't affect the other sides of a successful business. Mm. Yeah, so. Is there huh. a target in the UK? I don't think so. No. No, yeah.
1: Yeah. We, we used to have Woolworths, which was around for like 100 years. And... uh and then when the global financial crash came Woolworths went under and it was a sad day because it was in it was a high street chain that was on every corner in every every city and and lots of towns so that was a real sad day
0: There's still Woolworths in uh, in Australia
1: yeah which I, don't, I think they're different but okay yeah but yeah they could be the same I don't know but like in the UK they're, they're done and you know Toys R Us has come over and same same situation now so
0: yeah it's difficult i mean there's there's just certain things and when you're in business and like the business that we're doing now is we're in the business of like live performance and that's something that i mean sure some people might watch things on youtube or whatever but I think that there is always a market for, like, entertainment. So even if there's things like a recession, I think people are still looking to go out and have fun and see, like, a cheap show and laugh, like, comedy and stuff. Like, you can't watch it on YouTube, but I think it's so much better in person. And so I'm kind of glad that the business that we're going to start delving into, I think, has, like, you know how, like, you can't, you need to go to a grocery store to get milk because it's refrigerated, right? So there's certain industries right now that are still relatively healthy, even though... A lot of people buy stuff online, but toys, that's such an easy thing to deliver to someone's house. Like it was so easy for Amazon and for, you know, even like Walmart has a delivery option now a lot in the States and probably all over they do business. And it's like if you're not willing to like innovate and do a lot of e-commerce, you're, you're, I don't know. It's just these big box stores are in danger because the leaseholds for, for their Products, is so expensive. Like, how much is a leasehold for a downtown London Woolworths? I mean, it must have been epically expensive. Yeah. But is Debenham still alive? No. Oh, they're gone too.
1: Well, the guy, uh, Philip Green, he sold it for a pound.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And now it's in trouble. So, it's not good.
0: Yeah, there was a Debenhams in Nicosia that we drove through on our way up to... to Alsenac or Alcansac, I, I should really figure out where it is we live um right now. But a-
1: Ali Nicknack.
0: Yeah. But there is a Debenhams there, which is interesting. It's interesting that sometimes some of these brands can go overseas and then still be alive. Yeah, I
1: think uh I think that's true, yeah, of, of like very remote places.
0: Yeah, because, like, right now, we can't get anything delivered here. So, like, how is Amazon going to kick ass if we can't even get a Visa card delivered here? So, of course, we're going to go to a department store or, like, a supermarket because nothing can get delivered here. Like, we go we go out to the supermarket almost every single day.
1: Every single day?
0: we got to get some toilet paper.
1: That's an adventure.
0: It's glamorous, really, when you get toilet paper.
1: Yeah, I'm sure... Listeners are loving this.
0: Well, I mean, I just need it for, you know, using it if I get water on my face, just a little drop. That's basically all I use toilet paper for, you know, if I spill a little bit of milk, just a little square, and then I dab it and then throw it in the garbage. I don't know what you're using toilet paper for, but...
1: Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, But, yeah, anyway, um, I think that Toys R Us... Is potentially I don't know if they're gonna start moving to online, but maybe they can like shift it. And there's been so many like Elon Musk said like Tesla and SpaceX were basically on the brink of, of of bankruptcy, and then he turned the ship around. So it's not over until the fat lady sings. If you're willing to to innovate.
1: Yep, and uh, put the work in. He was doing hundred hour weeks, and uh, you know that's, that's he was saying that's just what it's taking right now.
0: Yeah, I'm actually gonna. I'm curious about Toys R Us, um, and seeing just like where they stand because I I saw an article about them recently and I don't know. It's funny because there's a never endless stream. So another thing that's happened is that there's a garbage outside and apparently it was supposed to be cleared out once uh, a week. It's on. <laughs> so Josh is gonna try to get rid of this fly that's going around. Okay. So it says fund for Toys R Us workers is bold and exciting. What does that mean? There has to be a fund. Okay. Just in time for Black Friday, 20 million to Toys R Us workers. Okay. Interesting. So maybe they had maybe they weren't getting paid. It says to help support them. Okay. For the struggling families. All right. So maybe they are just closing up all their stores, which is fair. It happens. But if, there's no, if they're not making any money, they're not going to be able to pay their employees. And unfortunately, there, there isn't a lot of protections out there, uh, especially in the United States. Yeah, they owed, wow, they owed nearly $75 million in severance pay with coast-to-coast activism rooted in an innovative online-to-offline organizing model which allowed team members to mobilize fast numbers quickly. Okay, and they staged protests and called for accountability. Okay. And then, tens of thousands of Toys R Us employees made history in the creation of a 20 million Toys R Us financial assistance fund by two of the company's former owners, KKR and Bain Capital. The deal comes amidst the company's high scrutinized liquidation and the shuttering of more than 700 locations nationwide, which left thousands of employees, many with decades of service to the company, with no severance. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so it took Toys R Us basically for their organized protest for them to even get some of the severance back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it is a downfall. It's just, it's gone.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, it was a tale of um, they got Amazon in to do their uh, e-commerce fulfillment and so Amazon took all the data Oh, no. Yeah, you see, big data. And uh, knowing uh, toys, you know, kids can be a very fickle market. uh, And so getting the right toys out, you know, right distribution, right areas is really important. So, you know, Amazon got that down now. And uh, it's GG. So, good game. Yeah. But um, I always remember going to Toys R Us and it was a magical experience. It's like going to a theme park in a way because you go in and as soon as you get through the till area it was just boxes upon boxes of toys and you want to find your area, whether that's Star Wars or whatever you're into, laser tag or anything like that I and mean, we must to be running around and uh, one year she lost a tooth. Yeah, We were running around and I don't know if I knocked her or whatever, but she fell over and then she just kind of fell down and she knocked her tooth out.
0: But it was probably like a wiggly one that was ready to fall out.
1: Yeah, that's right. It yeah. was, it was. Um, I mean, I was in trouble for that, but it was her tooth, so, you know, it wasn't my fault.
0: Well, did you push her or did she just trip? I mean,
1: some some could say it was a push, but...
0: Oh, okay, well, there we go. Now we're getting out the real information.
1: But I don't know, like, you know, I'm very young, can't really remember. Yeah. But yeah, she 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 might say it's a push, but I remember it probably wasn't because you know I love my sister.
0: Yeah, but I love my siblings, and we sometimes threw shoes at each other.
1: Well, why would you do that? You threw a shoe at my head.
0: Not at your head.
1: Remember that uh, ninety day episode, ninety day fiance. Oh episode.
0: yeah, ninety day fiance is definitely our guilty pleasure, or many people's guilty pleasure. I think it's Lady Gaga's guilty on pleasure on TLC. And Ethan and Gila's and and yeah, so the first season that we watched was really nice And it was like obviously they put a lot of work into finding the people that had fallen in love and like abroad and then you know had known each other for for over a year usually and you know lots of texting and and visiting and voice or video chatting and such and then they're coming on this 90-day visa and then like getting married and I think all of the couples got married. They're very cute. I think now it's been a few years and all of the couples have like children now, I think, for the most part, and they're still together. And we're like, wow, that's, you know, it's Good show, and it was really interesting. But then we watched what we thought was the second season, but it wasn't. It was the second season of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. So they haven't even gotten engaged at this point, and it's all them kind of going to see their partners or the partners coming to visit them, and... There was this one couple that, like, I don't, like, a part of me is like, are they even real? Like, it was so ridiculous how angry they got at each other. And there was one scene where um, the guy accused the woman of throwing shoes at his face. And then she's saying she just kind of threw them in a direction and didn't throw them at him. And he's like, you're a psycho. And I need, like, the producers to be here because I need, like, protection. And he went on and on. This guy's like, huge, tall, jacked. She's, like, this little tiny thing. And at first... First, we just thought, oh, this guy's definitely got an anger management problem. He's totally crazy. But then it came out that he'd come to move or came to visit her again to break up with her because he found out she'd gotten arrested for, like, a domestic dispute with her sister. And then you're like, wait a minute. Maybe she's just as crazy as he was. But, yeah, it was it was way more reality show and way less, like, substance. It was way more, like, drama, drama, drama.
1: yeah. There's no way these people should be together.
0: Absolutely not. And then there was that one woman that was, like, you know, in her 50s, and then the guy was, I think, in his, like, 20s or something like that from, like, Nigeria, maybe, and then she was just so. Michael. Yeah, yeah, was it Michael? Yeah, and then, but they did have sex a few times. Like, at first, it started off real great. She boinked him a bunch of times, feeling great. And uh, obviously, he wanted to go to America. He was like in love with Donald Trump for some reason and just like could not wait to get to America and was really hoping that she would propose, but. He had a few scenes with his friends where he's like, oh, well, she's an elder, so I have to respect her. But she was always very self-conscious about her age. And then when she was at like the reunion episode and they showed a clip of that, um, she completely lost her mind. He thought she meant she's elderly, but he said, she's my elder, I need to respect her. Obviously, English is the second language, and so she, because she struggles to even speak English, um, she did completely miss. Took what he said, lost her mind, like left the studio, and I was like, I know he thinks that like coming to America and being with this woman was the greatest thing ever, but I honestly think he dodged a huge bullet, and he can convince somebody a bit younger and less volatile um, to be with him um, so that he can come to the states because she was she would have been a nightmare.
1: Living in America.
0: Living in America. America's no fun if you're poor. Like, it is not a great country. There's very little safety nets for you in America. Like, it's not a place where I would want to live. Um, Like, even with health insurance, uh, if you get sick, it's an absolute just train wreck of co-pays and, oh, no, we don't cover this prescription or, oh, no, you have cancer. Oh, no, this, this procedure is actually experimental. I'm sorry. Like, there's a woman that died because they refused her cancer care and it was with the insurance company that I had previously in the States, and then she died. And then her husband sued Etna, and he won $20 million because they're like, why, were you denying her claim? And it was people that didn't even read her case that were denying it. It was doctors that didn't even study that type of medicine that were denying it and um, getting praised for denying it. They're like, oh, good, I'm glad you denied that. That's great. And, And then, yeah, like, she had six doctors at the hospital say, this is what she needs. Like, this is what she needs. What are you doing? And then she died of cancer. And, yeah, and it's just absolutely sickening. And so, yeah, it's just not a place where, I mean, if you're not sick, great, but... I'm a bit of a lemon, so I just like to live somewhere where the healthcare system's a little bit more humane. Oh, yeah. Like, you had a penicillin story from being in... Was it penicillin that you needed for going to the States? Or what did you need? And then it was, like, $100 or something?
1: Yeah, I went to L.A. and had a sore throat. And then I had to wait. The guy was just next door, like, talking to the nurses. And then uh, he come through and he checked it and it's just a prescription, and then yeah, it's hundred hundred dollars. You're so you're so sick, you just pay it, and then you use it, and then afterwards you think, oh my god, that's really expensive. Why did I pay for that?
0: Yeah, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Oh but, yeah, you know, like, that's the scary part. Like that's literally the tip of the iceberg. So yeah, and then on the flip side, I'm in Scotland, and I'm having a bit of chest pain, and then I go to a GP, and I just register as a temporary resident. And I get a doctor's appointment, and then they give me a a reference to go to get an x-ray. I go to get that x-ray. I come back. We do, like, a follow-up telephone thing, and all of that was $0. And it's like, how is that, like, how is that whole experience $0? In America, that would have been, like, oh, my God, I don't even know. Without insurance, it would have been... Two thousand. I don't. I don't even want to know. Like I literally don't even want to know how much that would have cost. Um. And then yeah. Now we're going to go back to Edinburgh, and then I'll be able to register as a as a t- you know permanent resident. And then you get a a little bit off your dental stuff as well from the NHS, which is cool. So I'm excited to get my teeth cleaned when I get back to Edinburgh. I have not been this excited to get my teeth cleaned in a long time. I love going to the dentist.
1: Me too, which is ironic yeah. for most people. But um, what's interesting though is that. You have to tell the doctor your symptoms appropriately because initially you were saying that you had heartburn because we think it's acidic reflux now, Um, but it would come up and it would you know you get tightness in your chest and it would kind of affect that area. So then they would want to look at your, give you an X-ray and they want to like then they're saying oh maybe it's the shape of your diaphragm or stuff and it's like no. And then I had to 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 listen to your to your symptoms, and I said, "This could be a peptic ulcer or something you know and then when when you went to the doctor where I live in Surrey, they were like, "Here, here's some drugs for that, and it's been a lot better so
0: yeah I mean I think it's it's easy to to judge maybe doctors but it's really hard i mean they get so many like they're only human oh no i
1: wasn't judging them i'm just saying it uh you know empowerment comes from taking responsibility and we have to say hey look there is a tightness in the chest but really i think it's more uh heartburn Mm. more acid-based maybe
0: yeah and We'll see. Hopefully it'll go away um completely to zero because I really miss my spicy food. I love I love like Indian food. I love like burritos. I love yeah, there's just so much I love but I found that after I ate burritos it would kind of like flare up a little bit. So, I do think it probably is acid-related as well. So, I've cut out all of the things that I shouldn't be eating. And it's okay. It's fine. Like, I can still eat chicken, which is good. And, um, you know, I can eat, like, salads and stuff. Great. Mashed potatoes are amazing. But, you know, I, I just... We had this idea, because you can't really eat a lot of good burritos in Edinburgh, to maybe try to make some there and, you know, see how it goes. But now, like, I can't even be a test sampler, which is, like... You're no gonna, tasting yeah, for you, you. you're just going to have to make them and just describe it to me.
1: Oh, this one's really good. <laughs> we love this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that sounds like a winning combination. Right but
1: you, you've you tasted boujum, so ideally it would be good for you to at least be a taster
0: if you can. I do. I would love to be able to taste the burritos because, like, I... You both said if we were, like, on a deserted island and you could only have one food. I really think, like, a chicken burrito is what I would pick, but, like, a a loaded one. I'm talking with, like, black beans, with fried, like, onions and peppers, and with, like, guacamole. Like, not just, like, a small amount. I'm talking, like, a dollop, a dollop of amazing guacamole without coriander because I don't like coriander. And, um... Maybe some, yeah, tomatoes because I love tomatoes and like hot sauce. I mean, I was the person that I would get like, oh, it's hot. And you're like, give me the hot sauce. Like that's the type of person I was. And now like I can't even have the mild sauce.
1: You're getting also that way.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, it's been tough. It's been tough. But I've been drinking lots of water. I've been behaving myself. The hardest thing to to give up was tea. So, I have been drinking some like hot milk just to like have something like a bit hot, and um, you love it. I do love hot milk, it's delicious. We had
1: to get the milk with reduced fat because you have so much of it, but that's fine. That's what they recommended
0: and like we' were getting a lot of ice cream though that's fine <laughs> we We had to reduce the fat content in the milk. But we're eat like the stack. I'm not having any milk. I know, but the stack of, like, just seeing the visual stack of all the ice cream is, like, makes me feel worse for how much ice cream we ate. Like, like it wasn't bad until you put up that stack of, like, five. It's fine. I mean, that's what you say. But then suddenly there's going to be, like, two stacks of five. And then, like, how, oh, my God. Like, we're still here for, like, a long time. Like, it's, like, you know, it's delicious ice cream, which I can't have the chocolate one now, which sucks. But there's pistachio and then there's the vanilla and uh man it just the yeah seeing like it's like with smoking you know people like they know it's bad for them but if you see like when in body worlds you see the smoker's lung in i don't know if you saw that in the body worlds exhibit and well you just look like, on
1: the front of the packet in UK. <laughs> yeah
0: that's true they put the images on. that's true it's not always the lung though sometimes it's like a pregnant lady yeah, or you or know, the heart you know or the teeth or whatever but at least the one good thing about this is like i i I wanted to eat healthier and I haven't been doing it as much as I should be. And at least this has been like the one thing that like I've made a noticeable change in, in just lifestyle. Like, um, I don't usually smoke, but especially at the Edinburgh Fringe, because it's like a wild and crazy place. Um, if I ever passed like the three gin and tonic mark, then I would be more likely to, if someone was smoking, to have, a cigarette, so I'd have maybe one or two every so often in Edinburgh, and then that's something that's completely not happening, um, I'm not drinking, and so, I mean, hopefully I can take some of these, like, improved lifestyle choices forward, even once I feel better, because I do not want this to come back.
1: Yeah, smoking's pretty terrible, it takes, yeah. every cigarette takes five minutes of the end of your life, but then it is the end of your life, uh, but also impedes the quality of your life getting to that end, so your life's getting shit with everyone
0: but i think i think they said but after 15 years of not smoking at all like your heart returns to like the risk of having a heart attack is the same as a non-smoker which is great so i don't want people to think like oh no i've smoked my whole life and then you know i should just keep smoking cuz who cares like no, you know, no there's been tons of studies about like the longer you quit the more your body starts returning to that of what a non-smoker is so you know it's never too late to make to make different lifestyle choices, but unfortunately, ice cream has crept uh, into my life now, where it wasn't usually, and...
1: Uh, is good for you. The
0: dairy actually isn't bad for it, apparently, but I just, I've never, I've never in my life have I ate ice cream at this quantity.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yes, you did. Hey. I think I told you that I've never eaten ice, this much ice cream. Like I was only after
1: we done the fifth one. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 that's true. But like I was never. But it's cold in Canada a lot of the time, so there's just not a lot of like right now. I would not be craving. Like I think my dad said it was like minus 14 there the other day, and they showed me all the snow. Like uh disgusting. Well, yeah, winters come early in Canada this year, unfortunately. So,
1: oh, it's like the ice wall in uh, Game of Thrones.
0: Not really.
1: Oh, it's terrible and cold.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, at the... I think at the... What did they call that place?
1: The wall.
0: So, yeah, I guess that's just what the place is called. But, like, it would be cool if there actually was a giant ice wall. (laughs) Like, I'm trying to, like... I mean, like, a real one. Like, that would be freaking epic. Come on. It would be epic. Come on. There's, like, an ice hotel, I think, in, like, Finland or something like that. One of the Nordic countries has, like, a outdoor kind of almost like an igloo style hotel of like ice and i would never want to stay there though doesn't that sound like a like that actually sounds like the worst place like i know like the novelty if it sounds good like there's some people that like like winter camp and i'm just not one of those people
1: how do you sleep
0: i guess they just have really good sleeping bags or something like i just that just sounds like an absolute nightmare
1: It is. it is it's literally my nightmare
0: yeah because both of us get very cold because we're both so skinny. Like I've been, I've been pretty skinny my entire life, and so I get like absolutely freezing, freezing cold. And the winters, my dad would get me like a balaclava hat that would only like let my eyes be shown. And I would like, I remember they, they would force you to go outside for recess in like elementary school. And I'm like, why are they forcing us to go outside? So I would just like have to like hide in the bathroom the whole time because it was freezing.
1: I knew girls that did that, and we had to fucking go out. What, and like they... the girls were allowed to like hide in a bathroom.
0: So what? They send a teacher into the guys' bathroom and kick yeah. you out. Yeah, yeah. It's freezing. I thought you went to an all boys school.
1: No, uh, secondary school, but the first one was middle. Uh, middle school was uh, was mixed.
0: So what? Like, how old were you in middle school?
1: Uh, up to eleven.
0: Okay, so it was mixed until 11, and then it was about boy till university? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. But
1: we had some girls come in at sixth form. What does that mean? So at 16 to 18, there was a couple of girls, but there was mainly boys.
0: So like girls were just allowed, but like less than wanted to go to the school? Like I don't quite understand why there was (laughs) just a couple. They
1: came for a few subjects, like languages.
0: Okay. Interesting. So there was just certain courses only offered at your school, and they let girls take them.: Yeah, okay, cool. I thought they were just like, all right, we're going to let two girls in, guys, all right? We know you've been going crazy, so we picked two, and they're... it was
1: like two girls, yeah yeah it well, was literally like two girls,
0: yeah that would have been yeah, that would have been nuts. Did they get all the attention? Uh,
1: no, because they were in such well they were, they were in uh, one class. So, and it wasn't a very big class. Was it so. like
0: Latin or something? That
1: no, it was German.
0: German, okay.
1: And me and another guy were in that class.
0: <laughs> Did you pick it on purpose because you knew the girls no, were
1: there? <laughs> No, no.
0: <laughs> I would have thought you were quite clever. This is a great ratio. It's better than absolutely zero. (laughs) Like, it's not even ideal, but it's better than absolutely zero. That's fine. You know, I've I've always ever been co-ed, and I picked co-ed in university as well for uh, dormitory uh, living first year because I just got along so well with guys naturally that I was like, oh, I don't want it to be only girls. I don't mind it being some girls for sure, but I just don't want it to be only girls because I just felt like it could be maybe more of a sorority or just be a little bit more pish posh or whatever. Anyway. What do you think? Do you have any closing words?
1: I would say every day could be a new adventure and if you're not finding yourself on one and you want one, just do what you did today just put put on the right clothes you know, and say I'm going on an adventure and you're coming with me, am I? Yes, and then we went up this freaking mountain
0: <laughs> A lot of fun it was a nice change and uh we might have a few uh scrapes and bruises uh to take forward but yeah it just like yeah adventure is always there if you're willing to find it so
1: beautiful that's wonderful
0: excellent so i guess i will get our wonderful little jingle out
1: it was an adventure making that
0: it was an adventure making that but at least it didn't take too long all right She's from there, he's from here,
1: hanging together, we
0: make quite a pair,
1: she's left-handed,
0: he's right-handed, surely Surely not not to to be be disbanded,
1: we are the Mighty Mighty Mounties.
0: Until next time,
1: stay awesome.